0: I invite those who are able to stand for reading of the gospel passage this morning. It is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter three. Our bulletin says from verses thirteen to seventeen. We're going to back up a little bit to verse eleven and read from verse eleven through seventeen. Here now, reading of the good news: I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John of the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now. Well, good morning, he says, as Kristen said, this is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and it is a powerful, big day in the life of the church as we commemorate, remember, and celebrate what Jesus did in his life. As we understand the baptism, his baptism was the beginning of his public ministry, that would take him ultimately to the cross to die for each and every one of Then be resurrected, breaking the chains of sin and death. And that's what we are celebrating, is this baptism, this powerful event in the life of Jesus and the life of the church. As I think about this epiphany, if you will, as we continue this series, this epiphany of manifestation of God, this revelation of God for God's people and for the whole world to understand something more about who God is, what God is doing. In all creation. This is one more epiphany, one more manifestation, one more revelation of the self revealing God, revealing something of God's self. Now, as I think about this baptism, there are all kinds of questions that come to mind. You probably have questions too. Why would Jesus need to be baptized? Was he not sinless? Why would he come all the way from Galilee, travel down to Judea, to travel to the Jordan River? To enter into the river with John to be baptized of repentance. What is the point? What is Jesus repenting from? Repenting for? Why doesn't he baptize John? Why doesn't he baptize anyone? And what is the point of this dove and And this voice from heaven. And who hears it? Is it just Jesus that sees the dove? Is it just Jesus who hears this voice? Or is it John and Jesus? Or is it everyone there along the banks of the Jordan River? Or is it us? Are we the ones who are meant to see the dove? Who are meant to hear the voice from heaven? These are Wonderful, powerful questions. And we could sit with these for who knows how long as scholars have. But I don't want to do that. Instead, I want to talk about the Beach Boys. (laughs) Are you familiar with the Beach Boys? Do you know this group? If you were to pick one album of the Beach Boys, which one would it be? Pet Sounds. Cheater. (laughs) Pet Sounds. Are you familiar with this album, Pet Sounds? This is an amazing album. It's incredible. Now, I've been been completely um, just wrapped up in this whole idea of the production and the composition and the lyrical content of Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds came out in 1966. I was one year old. So it's been a long study. Not really. It's been out a year or two. This album was amazing for several reasons. But one that became so clear to me, i was I've been watching this movie. It's a historical, a biographical movie about Brian Wilson and his relationship with Melinda Ledbetter. The movie is called Love and Mercy. Now, this, is, this captures their relationship, which begins in the 1980s and works their way into the late 1990s, and they're still married Today, uh, but this has these flashbacks to his life with the Beach Boys and in the studio putting together Pet Sounds. Now, to kind of get an understanding of just how impressive this album is, this was their 11th studio album. They began putting out music in the early 1960s, 1960, 1961. 11 albums. Each and every one of them reached gold. That's amazing. From their first album all the way to Pet Sounds, which did not reach gold. Pet Sounds only reached the top 10. It was number 10 on the Billboard charts. This was a letdown for the Beach Boys. Now think about that. 11 albums. Ten of them reached top ten. This album, Pet that has (coughs) ballooned and exploded in importance. Only reached ten. In fact, the record company was so worked up about it that they said, we can't let this stand on its own. This is a train wreck. This is going to be the end of the Beach Boys, the end of our moneymaker. Let's put out a Best Of. So they released a Best Of, the Beach Boys album, in the same year that Pet Sounds came out. The Best Love album reached number eight. Pet Sounds, this new studio album, number 10. Now here's the interesting part about this whole story. One of the interesting parts. In 1965, the Beach Boys went on a tour. And Brian Wilson, the leader of the Beach Boys, this writer, this composer, said, I don't want to go. I want to stay in Hollywood, and I want to write songs. I want to put together a new album. I have, this, I have this song in my head. I have this album in my mind, and it is a powerful thing. This is going to change music. This is the greatest album ever. If you will just let me stay behind and let me write this album. And when you come back, we'll lay the vocals down, and we'll have a new Beach Boys, and this is going to, this is going to change the world. Eventually, the, his brothers it relented and said, Okay, you stay back, and then we'll go to Japan, we'll tour the album, and then we'll come back and we'll lay down these new tracks and put out a new album. So they went on a tour. Brian Wilson stayed, and he put together this incredible ensemble of studio musicians, the best in the world. And he had them playing all kinds of things. They were playing Coke bottles and cans, they brought in animals to bark. They had everything happening in the studio that should not have been happening in the studio with world-class musicians. So the rest of the Beast Boys return from their their tour, and he says, I want you to, you got to hear this. You're going to love it. So he puts the first track on, he hands out the lyric sheets, puts the first track on, and they all stand there scratching their heads going, what is this? What, what have you been, this is what you've been doing for this whole time? You said this is going to be our greatest album. What, this, isn't, this is not us. This is not the Beach Boys. Mike Love, one of the leaders, the front man on stage, says, Brian, we have a formula. Stick to the formula. It's surfing safari, it's surfing USA, it's fun, fun, fun. That's our formula. This is not going to sell. This is not going to work. This is not us. And Brian Wilson said, well, just trust me. Just trust me. This is, this is an amazing piece of work. So they finally put together this album. And obviously, it didn't go as high as they had anticipated. But let me just say in 2012, Rolling Stone Magazine ranked the number two album of all time. History. Number two, Paul McCartney of the the Beatles said, God only knows one of the best tracks off that album. It's probably the greatest song ever written. That's pretty high praise from his colleagues, from his peers. But it took years to get there. Here's what's interesting about this to me. And here's why I think it's important for today on Baptism of the Lord Sunday. It's because this is not what they expected. This album, Pet Sounds, was nowhere near what they anticipated, what they expected. They wanted the formula. They wanted more fun, 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 surfing safari. And what was drastically different, a complete change in direction, and that 's what 's happening in this scene in chapter three of Matthew. John is there on the banks of the Jordan he 's baptizing whoever will show up this baptize, that baptism of repentance to change directions to follow, to be obedient to God, this God who would come, it would send his messiah, the anointed one, to bring what holy spirit and fire would bring the power of God. And judgment. That's what John was expecting. John the baptizer. As he stands there on the banks of this river. Immersing, pouring water. Sprinkling water. And whoever would show up. Telling them, I baptize you with water. But one more powerful than I is coming. And he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. He is coming like a farmer with his winnowing fork and he will separate the wheat from the chaff. This is what God is going to do. This is what God is doing. So come to the water. Fill the waters of repentance. Follow God. Expect and anticipate the judgment of God. This was this was John. This was the formula. And when Jesus shows up, makes his way from Galilee, and makes his way down to the banks of the Jordan River, and he says, "I'm here to be baptized by you, John." This was changing the script. This was unexpected. How was John to baptize the one who's bringing the Holy Spirit, the one who's bringing fire? That kind of power? kind of glory. But God's doing something very much anticipated and very much unexpected. Certainly John anticipated and waited, prepared for the coming of the Messiah, the anointed one of God. All of Israel was looking forward to the coming of the anointed one of God, the Messiah, the Davidic king. Who would bring Israel back up to where they're supposed to be? A world power with a never ending reign. But here's Jesus saying, Baptize me. Baptize me with the waters of repentance. And in turn, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I will baptize you with love and grace. And we'll change the world. Here's what I take away from this incredible passage that we have in front of us. There's three things that I think are being pointed out in this passage. And each and every one of them are wrapped around this understanding and this idea of anticipation and expectation. The first one is this relationship that exists between God and God's anointed. This baptism shows something, reveals something of God's self and God's anointed. God calls his anointed and the anointed follows, obeys. And Jesus shows us that. God called Jesus for a specific purpose. Sent him for a particular purpose. And Jesus the anointed follows all the way to the point of death. Through the waters of repentance, the waters of the Jordan River, to the waters of death. The second thing that it shows is that this unexpected nature of God's revelation Certainly, there was this relationship that that John expected would happen, that they would all be uh, the sheep of the king's fold. The shepherd, David, would come and be manifest in the Messiah. But what was revealed is this relationship that exists between the divine and human. That Jesus comes and bridges that relationship makes possible with his obedience shown in baptism that we too are part of this relationship we can as part of humanity are part of this relationship very unexpected the third thing is this relationship that exists between god's judgment and god's grace Certainly, we, we read we and hear and understand john 's expectation of this power that is revealed in Holy Spirit and in fire. But the unexpected revelation is this dove, a dove of peace and grace, and a voice of forgiveness and love. That that was unexpected for John. Unexpected for us, but it allows us to understand and hold together God's judgment and God's grace, all revealed on the banks of the Jordan River. It's a powerful moment for us, it's a powerful moment for the world as we remember our baptism today. I pray that we may feel the tangible, this tangible reminder that is revealed in the baptism of the Lord, the power, the grace, and the obedience. May this revelation lead us from the font into the world to proclaim with courage the truth of Christ. And that is this unique relationship that is lived in God and God's anointed and allows us participation. In this relationship between the divine and the human. It's a powerful day. And in just a few moments we're going to remember our baptisms. And we're going to look forward to our baptisms. We haven't been baptized yet. And as we do that. Remember this relationship that is being revealed to us. Where God holds the judgment of God the divine. And the grace of God. And it's all held on Jesus. On the banks of the Jordan River. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.